from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge podcast, powered by Coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. Welcome to our 10 episodes in 10 days and approximately 10 minutes digging into shooting the basketball. And I know you guys are going to love this one as we talk about drills, shooting drills. And we're going to break down pros and cons of different drill types in this specific episode. I'm gonna, There's lots to cover. I'm going to try to make it quick, though. But I hope that at the end of this, you get a good feel for the fact that there's a lot of ways to do the right thing. And there is no perfect drill. Right, they all have different positives and negatives, and so that's how I want to approach this specific episode is just sharing some of the pros and cons of different ways that you could do shooting drills. Okay, so let's start with number one technique driven shooting drills, technique, general technique. So, every coach that you may talk to or shooting coach or train, they may have their own little series that they would go through that they've kind of developed as far as form shooting. That's what I've done. I've taken things that I've learned, things that I've learned from other coaches. I put it together. So we have these four phases of form shooting. And this is some of the general characteristics of shooting that we break down from stance, follow through, hand placement, ball motion, incorporating and attaching hips, knees, ankles, our lower levers into the release of our shot. Different things that we concentrate on built through our four phases of form shooting. And this is general technique is what I would say. General technique. We want all the players to know some of these general ways that we build the technique of our shot. We can take it another level deeper and get into very specific. So we have our four phases of form shooting, right? But we also have a handful of drills that are form and technique based that are great for helping players develop rhythm. We have a handful of drills that are great for players developing balance. We have a handful of drills that are really effective for players who are developing uh, the technique aspect of shooting off the dribble at a better level. And then we have some that are good for shooting off of the catch. So as you think about technique, you could even break it down into the fact, okay, these are general technique things that we want players to understand. And then you can get very specific with the needs of other players and get into an even deeper level of really fine tuning a wrist, a follow through balance, footwork, stance, all of those different aspects, pickup pros and cons pros of these are players are able to fine tune their skills they're able to have the ability to focus on one thing, right? You can give them that one thing to think about deliberate practice, right? You really have to be able to concentrate. Concentration is key when you're working on technique driven drills. Other nice thing about drills like this is you can get a lot of repetitions in a short amount of time. So that's another positive of it. Some of the cons, it's not really game-like, right? And there's no decisions being made, right? Usually these are a little slower pace. You're walking through. There's a lot of feedback from the coach. 
given to the player. There's a lot of processing going on. So the player's trying to get a better understanding of what they're supposed to do as far as their technique goes. These are really good for uh, summertime shooting coaches, basketball trainers, anybody that has a, a real eye for some of these smaller details of shooting the basketball. These are usually people that are really, really good in this specific area. The issue is when it comes to building technique with players, as you get deeper into it, every player has different needs. So there's another drawback of this is a little more difficult for a coach to do in season because you have 12, 15 players on a team. They all have different needs. All right. So that's why it goes back to these really good in smaller groups, one-on-one -on -one training, shooting coaches, really good in this area. Next drill type would be block reps, block shooting, block practice. Okay. Same thing again and again and again. Some of the pros, you get a ton of shots up in a short amount of time. You really want to see the ball go through the hoop. You want to get a lot of shots up when you have, you know, maybe a, a practice in season that was really hard or a game. You got back late. You want a little lighter practice, but you can get a lot of shots up. Good one for there. Good for building confidence because it's easier to make shots when it's block reps, right? So you can build some of that comfort and confidence level with your players. And it also gives us the chance to go back to some of the technique and say, hey, remember when we fine-tuned uh, getting your hand underneath the basketball early when we're doing our block reps, because there's not a whole lot of thinking involved, let's concentrate on that one thing. Okay. So you've probably heard the term game shots, game spots, game speed. That could fall into some different categories, but it absolutely could fall into the block reps category, right? You're still concentrating. You're still working on a shot in a location that you would take in a game, but it's the same thing again and again and again. So what are the cons? Cons are no decisions being made. Cons are it's not game-like. And so if we stop here, we're going to have players that really struggle because they're allowed to build a rhythm and rhythm is part of shooting the basketball at a high level. They're allowed to build in that rhythm through block shooting that is not there in a game. And so to be able to find that rhythm throughout the course of the game, we also need to train drills that are more like a game. Okay. So we need to make sure that we're not stopping with the block reps. Good for teaching and pointing out something you emphasize from a te technique standpoint, excuse me. Great for getting a lot of shots up in a short amount of time. And you can start to build drills off this, right? Time and score type things. But where we really take it to another level is our variable shooting drills, okay? Our variable shooting drills. So if you're with us so far, we went general technique drills. We went specific technique drills to players. That's deeper level. We went block shooting reps. Now let's talk variable shooting reps. These are more game-like. These are where I love to add time and score. I love doing competitive shooting drills and variable practice. These mimic a game from the aspect of there's different variations of shooting in this case that are happening within that same exercise, all right, within that same set of practice, okay? So let me give you an example. I think that'll be the best one. I literally made this drill up today. I got to put it into a fast draw and I'm going to, this is going to be a new drill that we're going to do. Player lifts out of the corner up to the wing 
catch and shoot three. After they catch and shoot the three, they're going to run off a dribble handoff, which is going to take place between the seam and the wing, and they're going to get into a mid-range pull-up. That's in the middle around the, the elbow nail area. After they take that shot, they're going to pretend like they're coming off a flare screen on the opposite side of the court, catch and shoot the three there. After they take that three from the wing, they're going to drift down to the corner for another catch and shoot three. So if you're with me, that's four shots. And then they're going to repeat coming back the other way. Corner lift to the wing, catch and shoot three. Dribble handoff coming out of the wing into a mid-range pull-up. Flare to the opposite wing, catch and shoot three. Drift down to the corner, catch and shoot three. And we'll probably do this for 90 seconds. This is variable practice. I would go twos were two, threes are worth three. Much more game-like. We're building some uh, competitive nature among our players, even individually. You just want to continue to beat your score. We're building in some conditioning. So this is more intense as we go to variable practice. That's one of the pros is it's, it's usually more intense. Most of us put that in the, the positive category, right? So some of the pros, more game-like. We're adding uh, the different variations and actions. These could be multi-skill. So even in this one, we're concentrating on shooting, but we're working on moving without the basketball. So a lot of different types of footwork. We also worked on shooting off the dribble in this situation, and we're sprinkled different locations that we would take these shots in the game. So there's a lot of different layers to this, and the better your players get, the more you can take a deep dive into some of the specifics of footwork and location, uh, how we pick up the basketball or how we get into our shot. That is awesome. But at the very least, it's variable practice. We time and score it, so there's a competitive nature to it. Getting more game-like. I love variable practice drills. Just the competitive nature and, and the fun that I have. I mean, even, you know, we'll run a camp and we'll have some of our college players as our coaches, right? So we'll run a camp and then usually on our lunch break, we'll play or we'll do some of these shooting drills or both. Or we might like coach a camp in the morning. We'll compete between during our lunch break. We'll run another camp in session in the afternoon. And then if we got some players hanging around, then we'll do some of these variable practice shooting drills, right? So there's, there's four of us there. We'll have, you know, a player going on one end of the court, another end of the court, and then we'll switch. Other player will go and we'll see who gets the highest score with some of these drills that I'm breaking down. Coachesedge.coach to get a bunch of good ones uh, that are already uploaded in there as well. And we'll put in even more as we're going uh, through this. Coach uh, Ben is probably listening for his two sons. I think he's in Indiana. He's probably eating up this episode. Shout out. So, We've gone from block shooting to variable shooting. Talked about some of the positives and negatives. Some of the negatives are you don't always want to go this intense all the time, right? If you're really, really tired, you may stick to a little more technique, a little more block reps, but variable practice shooting, especially when you add in a lot of the movement, like I've just explained, can be pretty intense, can be pretty intense. As we get into our variable shooting, there's less shots being taken, right? So you, you're not going to get nearly the amount of shots in this 90-second drill that I just broke down compared to block practice of just spot shooting, you know, 90 seconds. You're going to get, shoot. I mean, you might get 30 shots up. I don't know. So that's an example. It's one of, one of the downsides. Not as much quantity. We're also not making decisions. 
All right, so that's another one of the downside. We're still not at the point with these shooting drills that we're making decisions getting up into our shot. They've been predetermined for us. Even though it's variations, no decision being made yet. That's where we get into random shooting drills. Random shooting drills, super easy to make up, right? You All you have to do is literally pick two options that the player does not know what they're going to do, and then they have to make a read, a decision based on an external cue. Internal, that they themselves are making the decision, right? External, they're making a read, they're hearing a sound, anything like that, right? It could be as simple as players dribbling the basketball back and forth, you say left, boom, they go to the left into a one dribble pull up, go back, dribble, 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 go right, right? It could be a hand signal, right? If you've seen some of the basketball decision training stuff where it's like hand up means pass, Hand downs means shoot. You step at somebody that means drive. Any, It's random, right? An external cue could be a coach. Another teammate is helping them make a read, cueing them to make a decision, and that's how they would go about that drill. Now, these ones are usually not as easy to put a time and a score to. So that's one of the the downsides. Another one of the downsides is usually you're not getting as many repetitions up. Another one of the downsides is it's harder to focus on the technique. Like you have a player who's got a really terrible form. It's hard to do a randomized drill and they're really concentrating on fixing the technique in that area. There's just a few of the negatives. The positives are just like in a game, you need to make decisions. And so this is helping our processing speed, okay? Because from the other side of it, you could have great technique and form, but if your decision-making is slow, you're not going to be able to get those shots off anyway, right? So we need to be able to have our players involved in drills where they're making decisions, okay? You could do a drill like this without defense, without bodies, but it's just random. It could be as simple as you have, you stand behind a player. Okay. And they, you have a basketball in your hands. They don't see you and you throw a basketball out to their right or left. And it's like, how quickly can they get out to that ball and get into a catch and shoot? Right. It could be as simple as you standing in front of a player and stepping one direction or the other, and they have to read it and make a move going the other way and get into their pull-up jump shot. Random. Okay. Much more like a game, much more like a game. It's also usually a little more intense. So if you're looking for another more of an intense style of drill, usually, not always, you can make some pretty simple random drills as well, but most of the time, randomized drill, a little more intense, okay? Last one that I have for you today is your game-based drills. And when I say game-based, what I mean is you have some bodies out there. Okay, you're shooting against the contest. There's reads to be made that are random in nature. And so we're combining the defensive bodies out there as well as the random decision making. So this is as close as we're going to get to to like a five on five game or a three on three game. These could be small sided games. These could be one on one. These could be two on one different types of drills that we are making decisions 
and that we are reading actual defenders out there and they are trying to stop us from scoring. Okay. That'd be more your game-based drills, your random drills, more focused on the decision-making. There could be, like I said, there's another person out there. They might, you know, cue you into making a direction change, something of that nature. But when we go up to game-based drills, these are competitive. We've talked about our, our closeout shooting series in the past. I really like players shooting and getting an understanding for when a player is contesting their shot, how much time and space do they really need? So our closeout shooting series is really good for that. And it started out with, there were four of us, my brother, two of my brothers, and one of my cousins. We wanted to get some shots up in the yard this past summer. And, uh, but we didn't want to play two on two. In fact, I didn't want to play two on two because I was exhausted from running camps all day, but we want to get some shots up anyway. So I was like, well, let's do something competitive. And so we had one player throw the ball in from underneath the basket. We had defender just inside of the foul line. And then we had two players, one at each slot. And the player would pass up to one of us, two possible shooters on the uh, outside the three-point line. And then you could catch and shoot or you could catch and pass. And if either one of us made the shot, we got to stay in those two offensive spots. And the passer and the defense would have to stay put, one in the paint, one making the pass. And if we missed the shot, then we would go out. Those two players would take our spots. And then they would try make it, take it. We'd play like, okay, who's going to make seven makes as a team would, would win the game. That's more game-based. You're shooting against a closeout, and you're making decisions just like you would in a game because you have the option to shoot or pass. And then we build it up to the point where you have the option to shoot, pass, or put it on the deck. And then we build up into that person that's passing it in from underneath. They can also join the drill. And so now we're playing two-on-two two instead of two-on-one. So you get the idea of how we're building some of these small-sided games and game-based game-based drills. You can make these up. Literally made that drill up in my driveway, okay, like a couple years ago. Super simple. We have all these little variations of it. Some of them we have in coachesedge.coach. We don't have all of them up there because um, I'm always thinking new tweaks and stuff. But there's a good base for this closeout shooting series inside our membership at coachesedge.coach. Pros and cons. I'm way over 10 minutes. Apologize. Apologize. Pros. What we just talked about. Decision-making close to live play as we're going to get. I mean, it is live play. We're just not going a full three-on-three three or five-on-five five game. So the reads, the reps, the intensity, very, very accurate to what we're going to encounter in a game. All the decision-making needs to be quick. It's competitive in nature, okay? If we miss, we're out. New, new team rotates in to be on offense. We got to get a stop on defense now, okay? Those are great. Some of the negatives also... It's intense. Is that something we're going to do two hours of? No way, because our kids are going to be exhausted. You know, run them into the ground if you did two hours straight of some of these game-based drills. In fact, shout out to uh, Jeff York, who might be listening. We wanted to record some of these drills on video, some of the ones I'm talking about included. So we had uh, four college players, two of his boys were there, and we recorded these drills. So we're in the gym for about two hours. And all we did, because I wanted to record some of this stuff, was these game-based small-sided games. 
and they were gassed. It was tough, man. It was high. Into, I jumped in just a couple of the drills. So I wanted to make sure I was doing more coaching. They knew what they were doing. It was tough workout. If I was running a practice, there's no way I would do hour and a half, two hours of these small-sided game-based drills because it's it's too exhausting. There's not as much teaching going on, which gets into another one of the cons is when you get to this point in these types of drills, very difficult to concentrate on one specific thing that you've been working on with loading your wrist. You're like, man, I, I just got to make this shot and there's a defender coming at me and maybe I, sh- I need to pass it instead. You're playing, right? And what do you want to do when you're playing at a high level? You don't want to think, right? You want to read the defense. You want to respond to it and you're playing, okay? So that can be one of the negatives, again, is if you have a player who has a serious hole in their shooting technique, these aren't drills that they're going to be able to naturally apply the fact that, you know, their elbow is totally pointed, you know, their forearm and elbow is like parallel to the floor instead of getting vertical, right? Not great drills for some of those technique aspects. And lastly, you're not going to get as many possessions in. So if you want to knock down a ton of shots, the small side of games aren't one of them. You want to get, you know, 500,000 shots up, doing small side of games isn't the way to go, right? But it is great for building that game-like environment while gearing it towards the shot types that you want to emphasize with your team. So, I, mean, I could go all day with this stuff. I love designing these drills, learning from other coaches, creating my own, like just super interesting stuff. And yeah, I get more interested in it because you learn about players and what their needs are, coaches and what their programs are in need of. And you, you start to figure out like everybody's different. Everybody's different. You know, some teams need more of these small side of games. Some teams like, listen, if it's, the jumpers broke. It doesn't matter how many small sided games we do. We have to make some tweaks to our shot first, you know, and everybody's kind of, you know, it's, it's like if you had a scale of zero to 100, it's not you're all in on technique or you're all in on small sided games. It's just at what scale is each player along this? Some players are going to be like 75%. They need the reps and the reads for small sided games. Another player is going to be like a 25, meaning they need more attention to the technique of what they're working on and a little less time at this point with the reads and the decisions. You know, some players are going to be, hey, we're pretty 50 50 in the middle. You need about half the time on their technique and building a, a better, more fluid shot. And then another 50% of the time, with decision-making, getting bodies out there, playing against different people. Everybody's different. So all in all, the more I learn about this stuff, the, the more I <laughs> I just get back to depends. It depends. Everybody's different. And there is no one-size-fits-all. There is no perfect shooting drill. But my hope is, as, as a coach working with your players, that you can get a better idea of what your team and your specific players, what they need the most. And then you give them that. And that's the fun part for me. You know, as I, you know, this summer, as we work with well over a thousand players this summer and you try to figure out how you can help each team and then get even finer to the individual players. How can you help each one of them 
uh, is a great challenge and it's a lot of fun and it's uh, a responsibility that I don't take lightly at all. I take a lot of pride in trying to help players as much as I can in these short time periods of, you know, really just two, three hours for, you know, a couple days is probably the average amount of time that we get to spend um, with these different groups as I travel around and uh, to make a lasting impact in, in that short amount of time is, is pretty cool. It's pretty rewarding. And uh, somehow we get it done and, and we make it happen. And then from there, it's up to the players and the coaches to continue to take uh, what we've broken down over a couple of days and continue to apply it to their game until we meet again and, and help them out the next time. So, uh, but that's what Coach's Edge is all about, being able to, you know, for coaches, hey, we came in or at a camp, but you have your membership, you have all these videos, PDFs, reminders, right? Access to me to break, you know, reteach some of these things as well. The videos are, are very helpful as far as the small side of games and the PDFs go um, as well. So anything that we can try to do to help our coaches out through our individual camps and through our uh, membership site, as they also try to do a better job of figuring out how can we instruct our players to get the most bang for their buck when it comes to one of the most important skills, if not the most important skill in basketball. And that's putting it in a hole finishing and shooting the rock. Thanks for listening to Coach's Edge Podcast. Appreciate you. You need anything? Let me know. Get after today. Are you enjoying the Coach's Edge Podcast and this series that we have on shooting the basketball? If you are, might be a good fit for our membership at coachesedge.coach. We strive to provide coaches with resources in all areas of coaching the game program development, strategy, strength and conditioning, culture. But what we really try to lock into is player development. And what's one of the biggest areas, if not the biggest areas when it comes to developing better players is shooting the basketball. We take a deep dive into that with our long form presentations, our short form videos, all the PDFs we have on different drills and how we really encourage players and coaches to build their game shooting the basketball from the youth level on up. So if you're interested in our player development and shooting the basketball or anything else that we provide, go to coachesedge.coach to get started. And if you have questions, reach out, contact at kramerbasketball.com. Thanks again. Keep getting after it.